I'm Xavier Scruggs, but you can call me X. And you're listening to The Bigs. I started reading books, you know, self-improvement books. While I was hurt, I was writing down ways I was going to come back and, and be better. That's Tommy Pham, outfielder for the Padres. I played ball for years, so I've seen a lot of guys in the game deal with injuries and even worked through a few myself. But nobody I know has overcome more than my friend and former teammate, T. Fids. Those experiences have given him a unique perspective on baseball. So that's what we're going to talk about. I just felt like my, my ability was too good to, to give up on. Despite all this adversity, Fam keeps grinding. And he found a non-traditional path to stardom. I basically went online and, and learned everything, you know, self-taught myself the analytics of the game and applied it to my game. You got to stay with us. Whether it's delivering groceries to a neighbor or a night off from cooking, what if touching the life of one person could make a difference for many more? Now, each time you order online or tap in store with your MasterCard at qualifying restaurants and grocery stores, MasterCard will donate to Stand Up to Cancer, one precious cent at a time, up to $5 million. Start something priceless. Promotion ends on August 31st, 2021, or when maximum $5 million donation is reached, whichever comes first. Debit pin and international transactions ineligible. Stand Up to Cancer is a division of the Entertainment Industry Foundation. Terms apply. See mastercard.us slash su2c. This season, Tommy Pham has been speeding around the outfield for the San Diego Padres. He's also played for the Tampa Bay Rays. And we even played together for the St. Louis Cardinals back in 2014 and 2015. The 2-2, and Pham throws this one. Deep left center. one nothing Rays. Tommy Pham homers here. He's known for his late career breakout with a crazy combination of power and speed. And for always, well, speaking his mind. From Durango High School in Las Vegas to the Cardinals to a moment like this, who do you want to thank for helping you get here? There's a lot of people I could thank, you know. But, um, you know, I, I'm proud of myself, to be honest with you. I remember throwing a ball against the wall, playing catch with myself, throwing a ball up, hitting it, you know, throwing batting practice to myself. I think one thing in our game that is still missing is the ability to express true feelings. And I feel like that's one thing you've always been able to do. You've always shot it straight. Um, but, but what has led you to be so open and authentic about how you feel about things, especially in this game? No, that, that's just how I was raised, you know? My, my mom was a straight shooter. Fam's mom, Tawana, was 17 when Tommy and his twin sister were born. His father has been incarcerated for most of his life. But, you know, my mom kept it so real. When when times got hard, she was like, hey, you know, um, I can't get you no presents for Christmas, you know? And we were like, we are like 10 years old. We were like, what? Right. <laughs> that became wow. like a, a every year thing. Like, oh, I can't get you nothing for your birthday or Christmas. Then I remember one year, I remember one year she was like, you know, I can't get you nothing for Christmas again. And she, I was like, man, what? She was like, you want to, you rather have this roof over your head or, you know, these lights on? And I was like, man, I don't even want this. I don't want this roof. You know, I'd rather have the presents. <laughs> <laughs> Fam was drafted out of high school by the Cardinals in 2006. 
and signed for $325,000. It was a life-changing amount of money for his family. But his path to the majors took eight years. Part of that was injuries, but part was also the Cardinals promoting other players ahead of him. Most other players might have stayed quiet, waited their turn. But Pham says he called Gary LaRock, the Cardinals' farm director. He told LaRock that he was the best player on the team and demanded his release. I guess it worked. Pham hit the show in 2014. Tommy Pham looking for his first major league hit. Base hit into left center field. The first hit for Tommy Pham in the big leagues. But nothing in baseball has come easy for Pham. Early in his career, he was diagnosed with keratoconus. Keratoconus is a degenerative eye condition. It's basically thinning of your cornea. Think of it like, you know, a a healthy cornea is shaped like a, a basketball. And a keratoconic cornea is shaped like a football. And this creates, uh, of course, visual impairment, you know, bad astigmatism, or in very extreme cases, you know, cornea transplants. It's a serious condition. I'm, I'm very lucky. And I say that because I was able to catch my condition in the early stages I found out when I was 20, actually. And um, I mean, this is, I was someone who had great vision throughout high school. Then I get to pro ball and, you know, my vision started to change. And um, in a case like mine where the keratoconus isn't so extreme, special contacts are used to help the vision. You know, these, these contacts are usually very expensive That's why, like, you know, like I said, when one fell down or I wouldn't say popped out in the minor leagues, just when one fell down out of my hand. Yeah, the world ended. Mm. Everyone had to stop what they were doing and we had to find that lens. If so, Tommy Pham, I think, has a little contact issue out there. And he's got the little the case with him right here. You can see him that little something gone wrong there at the end. Vision is everything in baseball. That's one thing that goes unnoticed. Exactly. You know, for someone like me with keratoconus, it's it's everything. Yeah, and I remember specifically us in the minor leagues. I, I believe it was in, in West Palm Beach. I remember there being times where you would be struggling at the plate, and it, it was almost like you were getting so frustrated that it, it brought you to tears. And, and I remember thinking, like, I, I don't think it's just necessarily because he's struggling. I think it could be because of, you know, how he's seeing the ball. I remember thinking, man, is he crying just because like he loves this game that much more than us? Should we be crying too if we if we strike out? But but like later on down in in our careers, I understood the the importance of that vision. And when you don't have that, it's almost like you're swinging blind, you know. Man, I only remember crying once in baseball. It was in rookie ball. <laughs> And I learned I got I got banged in kangaroo court and I was like, yeah, that that ain't gonna work. <laughs> but uh I mean I was so passionate. I worked super hard. I mean, and that's I mean, everyone could talk about how hard they work, but um I mean I put in long hours, like, you know, I would go home and, and continue to work like I was just a straight workaholic. That's how bad I wanted it. I just felt right. like my ability was too good to to give up on you know i was always 
trying to figure out ways how to hit better um, from looking at pro guys. I mean, when I say pro, I mean MLB guys, their swings, you know, looking at their game and trying to get my game like theirs just just didn't make sense to me, you know, why I was struggling. When Pham was diagnosed with keratoconus, he was still in the minors. He didn't have a ton of extra money to pay for those expensive lenses, and none of it was covered by insurance. Now, he uses his platform to spread awareness for the National Keratoconus Foundation and raise money for people who can't afford treatment. Everything was always out of pocket for me, and it was super expensive. You know, I still donate money, you know, to help out people for the cross-linking surgery that I had performed because, you know, this stuff is pricey, man. And um, there's people that might need it that can't afford it. Then, you know, the last thing you want to do is have someone getting a cornea transplant just because, you know, they can't afford this stuff. Now, not only the eye issues, but you've gone through a lot more on your rise to where you are today. You've suffered a lot of injuries early in your career, whether it be the broken wrist, the torn ligaments. You tore both labrums, quad, oblique, plus the the degenerative eye condition. Talk to me about, because I don't, I don't think fans really get a full idea of what this looks like. Um, uh, when you're when we're talking about mental recovery and the and the setbacks and the obstacles, because um, a lot of people just see, okay, he's off the roster, he's not there for a while. Okay, now he's back a couple months later, and he, and he's back to being himself. So so talk to me about what goes on that the fans really don't get to see. When I started to figure things out in the minors, I kept getting hurt. You know, I was able to come across a, a very influential person, I feel like, in my life. John Hartwick, uh, the Cardinals, hired this wonderful human being at the when I was in double A to be our character coach. And, mm-hmm. you know, I kept getting hurt. And I remember him asking me after I tore my right shoulder, you know, he was like, uh, what are you going to do, you know, to get better? And I was like, oh, you know, I'm going to get healthy and I'm going to do this. But he was like, you know, what what are you going to do right now while you're hurt to get better? And, you know, I was like, well, I can't really do nothing. And he was like, yes, you can. He was like, you know, you could strengthen your mental. And, you know, he basically challenged me. You know, I started to read books back then, you know, and I probably didn't pick up a book for years you know once I graduated high school I you know there was no reading the only reading I was reading was text messages (laughs) you know I started reading books you know self-improvement books you know while I was hurt I was writing down you know ways I was gonna come back and, and be better and I just think you know when you when you put those thoughts in that process you know when you map it out you know, it, it you bring it to life. Unfortunately for Fan, he faced danger off the field too. We're gonna talk about that right after a break. It's easy to touch the lives of the people closest to you. And you can every day. Whether it's delivering groceries to a neighbor. Thank you, Kellen. Now 
what would I do without you? Or a night off from cooking. You got us tacos. This looks so good. We needed this. But what if it was just as easy to make a big impact? What if touching the life of one person could make a difference for many more? Now, each time you order online or tap in store with your MasterCard at qualifying restaurants and grocery stores, MasterCard will donate to Stand Up to Cancer, one precious cent at a time, up to $5 million. Together, we can start something priceless. Promotion ends on August 31st, 2021, or when maximum $5 million donation is reached, whichever comes first. Debit PIN and international transactions ineligible. Stand Up to Cancer is a division of the Entertainment Industry Foundation. Terms apply. See mastercard.us slash SU2C. We're back with Tommy Pham. This past offseason was an extremely tough one for Pham. An off-field incident resulted in a lower back injury that required surgery and over 100 stitches. Recovery from the off-season itself isn't necessarily the easiest thing. What have those steps to recovery looked like for you this past off-season? It's not easy, man. Uh, this is probably one of the toughest things I've, I've ever had to go through physically. I've had plenty of surgeries before, um, but this surgery was a little different. Also, the recovery, you know, it's a tough one just because, you know, everything in our game is so rotational and, you know, the muscles that were affected were basically the muscles that stabilize your rotation muscles, you know, along with your oblique. So, and from a strength standpoint, you know, these are the muscles that help you stand sit up straight, stuff like that. So um, it's been a, a very tough process, but, you know, I've had the team, you know, from me staying in San Diego this offseason, working with, you know, our PT and our trainers to get back to where I am right now. Can you talk to me about the mental aspect of that recovery too? Has it been tough on you as as you kind of think about some of those things that that happened this offseason and, and just the normal, you know, wear and tear of the of the season. Mentally, it, I, I guess your physical affects your mental. And I say that because, you know, when I was checking off boxes physically, I mean, my mental was getting stronger. The only thing mentally I'm not um, really over with is, is still how I'm, I'm processing everything with with what transpired that night. But I mean, mentally, as far as on the baseball field, I'm, I mean, I'm fine. Another mental aspect to Pham's game is how he incorporates analytics. Today, nearly every action on the baseball field can be quantified and analyzed, from how hard a batter swings to how quickly a fielder reacts. Pham learned early in his career which skills are most valued and how to measure them. It's everything. And, and that's one of the things that, that motivates me to be the player that I am, you know, to have a job and, and to have longevity in this game. You know, I, I was introduced to analytics in 2010 when I got promoted to double A. And I remember I was called up. I had Aguayo, Dennis Martinez and Jeff Albert in the office 
telling me I'm getting called up. And I was like, why? I'm hitting 260. Like, what? And they threw everything at me. Everything from line drive percentage, OPS, WRC, strikeout percentage, everything. And they were like, you know, you're doing all this better. We believe you're not only going to do good, you're going to go up to double A and thrive. And I did that. I got called up to double A in the two months I was there or before I got hurt with the wrist injury, I was dominating the league. I believe I finished with like a 339 batting average. My OPS was well into the 900s. I was balling to say the least. And um, when they threw all these numbers at me, you know, it it made me want to go and learn this, you know. So uh, I basically went online and, and learned everything, you know, taught myself the analytics of the game and applied it to my game. He also finished with 11 defensive runs saved, making him one of the better defenders in the game. Tommy Pham really cemented himself in that Cardinals lineup, and I think as a center fielder in the big leagues for a few years. All right, the question is, do you believe? Pham kept balling, but injuries and a crowded Cardinals outfield meant he didn't play his first full major league season until 2017, when he was 29. That year, after almost quitting the game, he smashed 23 homers and stole 25 bases, establishing himself as a star at the highest level. The Cardinals offered him a two-year contract, but Pham turned it down because he thought the numbers he put up were more valuable than what he was offered. It's business, first and foremost, so I, I didn't like it. The numbers just didn't, it didn't seem right. You know, and I, I wouldn't sell myself short like that. Two years later, after he'd been traded to the Rays, Pham won a $4.1 million arbitration case. That's a process where players can make a statistical claim for a higher salary. I'll tell you the most important metrics I follow. And, you know, with me personally as a player that's gone through arbitration, like not only do I know what's important, you know, I also know the economics of of all this, you know, and how it's applied to, you know, the our money value. behind it. Yeah. I mean, war is is the big one. Wins above replacement. WRC, of course, you know, your uh, weighted runs created, basically your advanced saber metrics for OPS. Think of it like that. Mm -hmm. Your defensive runs saved, you know, how well your defense is and games played. You know, those are those are the four most important, you know, and there, there's BSR, too. You know, that's a base running metric. But those are the four most important things. You know, if if you want longevity in this game, you know, make sure, you you know, your war is good. Make sure you, your WRC is, is good. Your defensive run saved is in the positive. And your, you know, your game's played. Or are you playing your everyday player? If you want longevity in this game and you want to make some money, make sure those four are above average. So I, I hope that the kids are listening because he basically just broke it down to you. He did, he told you how to make some money and how to stay in the game. So I hope I hope they listen. Let's switch gears a little bit, man. The Padres are the talk of the league right now. Um, lots of new, promising talent. Lots of really experienced veterans. The window of contention is wide open. Is there pressure there right now? 
I always believe, man, pressure is just when you fail to prepare. And, you know, me personally, I'm, I'm always working hard. I'm, I'm, I always feel like I'm well prepared. But I've been in a situation like this before where, you know, you're the talk of the league. And, and that just creates a target on your back. You know, you know, every team is going to going to give you their A game. And, and that just means that we have to always have our A game. So, I mean, there's a sense of looseness, but, you know, you, you can't, you, you want to be loose, but you also have to make sure, you know, you're fully prepared and, and, and you're ready because you're a target. You know, when you're a big dog, you know, all the little dogs always want to always take you down. So, I mean, you got to stay ready. That's what I believe. Now, before we go, it's time for the X Factors. You know, our rapid fire questions. If you could have a day in the life of one celebrity, who would it be? Who? You know, I'll probably say Justin Bieber. You know, I feel like, you know, he he's that pop star, rock star, whatever, you know, singer too. I, you know, I don't want to be a rapper. I feel like singers get more love, you know. So maybe Justin Bieber, you know, he has good. he has Canada and the U.S. You know, he has two countries on his back. That man worldwide, for real, though. <laughs> That's good. I haven't heard that one yet. If you could change one thing about the game of baseball, what would it be? I would want it to be more entertaining. So I, I would say let's do music. You know how the NBA and the football, they, they have their music. Um, sometimes when they're playing, definitely at bats, like just music, some some form of entertainment. What is your go-to song before the game starts? Don't take days off. Nipsey Hustle. <laughs> is that still the walk-up song? Nah, you know, hey, uh, my boy Justin Bohr, man, he gave me some pushback. Like, hey, man, you know, you had this song for like four years, you know, in a row as your walkout. <laughs> He was like, let's do something different. And I was like, you know, all right. <laughs> Last one. If you could go back and tell your 10-year-old self one thing, what would it be? Uh, oof. Invest in uh, Apple. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, man. All right, Tommy Fam, I appreciate you jumping on the podcast, my man. Best of luck to you for this season and seasons to come. Uh, excited to watch you and the Padres go out and do your thing. Um, and it's been a pleasure being able to play alongside you and now continue to watch you ball out, man. Go do it. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate that. That was Tommy Pham, outfielder for the San Diego Padres this season. If you like what you hear, make sure you rate and leave us a review. It helps new listeners find the show. Discover more MLB shows at MLB.com slash podcast. Follow at MLB on all your favorite social media platforms, especially YouTube and TikTok. And follow me. I'm at Xavier underscore Scruggs on all the platforms. Our audio team is from Neon Hum Media and includes producer Haley Fager, associate producer Rob Dozer, production manager Sammy Allison, and executive producers Jonathan Hirsch and Shara Morris. Editorial support from Nick White. Mixing and engineering by Scott Somerville. On the MLB team, production support from Extraordinary Athletes. Ian Kay is MLB's executive producer for podcasts. Special thanks to Barbara McHugh, Greg Clayman, Alicia Mullen, 
and Lance Gitlin. Music by Asha Ivanovich. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.